if whenever I run into like, this is selfish or what I'm, who am I to do this? I think, I think about my girls watching mm. and I need to be that role model for them just as much as I want to be it for other women who maybe, maybe in the same boat of like, no, no, we don't have to accept the status quo. We can, we can do better. We can do more. Come on, let's figure it out together. Welcome to Raising Vibrant Kids. I'm your host, Rachel Blair. I hope that you'll join me on this podcasting adventure as we have deep conversations about raising vibrant kids. How can we raise children who are happy, healthy, authentic to themselves, and able to listen to their inner voices? And I truly believe that that's only possible when the parent is also vibrant, happy, and healthy. So this podcast is not only about your children, it's also about you. Let's dive in. We are back with another amazing interview. I hope you really enjoy today. Kristen Latini is here. She is from the Build Your Own Fairy Tale podcast. And she is a dreamer, a wife, twin mom, and cat mom. Her career path has been anything but linear. She started out as a scientist in the lab and then moved into supply chain before going back for her MBA. And after school, she joined corporate America and worked across a variety of functions, including procurement, marketing and communications. But her most recent title is her favorite one yet entrepreneur. And Kristen has taken the leap to bet on herself and build her own fairy tale. I love this conversation and how Kristen is really talking about building a life that works for you, building a life that feels good and that fits for you and your family. Welcome to Raising Vibrant Kids, Kristen. I'm so excited that you're here. I am excited as well. Thank you for having me, Rachel. So for our audience, you have Build Your Own Fairy Tale podcast, which is awesome. I love it. I love the title. And (laughs) thank you. Could you just share your story of kind of like why you started it as a mom and tell our guests what it's about? Yes, absolutely. So Build Your Own Fairy Tale podcast launched in January of 2022. And essentially it was born out of me realizing, okay, I've checked a lot of boxes on the list of what I thought I should be doing. You know, I went to college, got a degree, got a good job, got an advanced degree, got married, had kids. And yet I found myself in this place of like, huh, is this really, is this really all there is? Because it still feels kind of like meh, (laughs) right? (laughs) And that's not to discount or discredit being grateful for all of the blessings and other things I had in my life. It was just like, wait a second, this is still pretty hard and stressful. And I feel like there should be more. (laughs) <laughs> this this can't be the uh, the stop here. And so the more I was talking to friends or family and just sort of commiserating, like, this is craziness. Why are we doing this? Is, is this really what we want? Or like, oh, that's just how it is. The more I started realizing, like, I don't know if it is just how it is. Like, maybe there's something more we can do. So I literally started this podcast with the idea of, listen, I'm going to try to build my own fairy tale. I'm going to share it with anybody who wants to join me and listen And together, hopefully we can figure it out. And I started season one and I just, I spoke to a variety of experts in different fields, whether that was for career or for personal life. So we talk about things like healthy eating or mindset, or even your relationship with your spouse. 
So it was just sort of all over. Like if we make small changes in different areas of our life, I feel like we can, those little steps will add up. And then for season two, we've really dove into the career aspect because so I was, you know, working in nine to five corporate role at the time when I started this. And so many of my friends were too. And it was just like, wait a second. (laughs) There are also people out there and you and I chatted before we hit record on this about this sort of third area. There's a stay at home bucket. There's a nine to five traditional career bucket, but then there's this sort of third option. And I'm like, I'm looking around and I'm seeing people show up with jobs. And I'm like, I didn't even know that was a thing. Like you can be a content creator. I just saw something today. It was like, you could be a maternity leave coach. Like what are these other jobs that are out there? And people are making it work and having a lot of fun and building their own fairy tale. So I've had a lot of fun exploring in season two, meeting different guests uh, about what careers they have built for themselves that are look look different than your traditional nine to five. Yeah. I mean, all of that is just really awesome and amazing because, you know, for myself too, like when I talk to moms, we're all kind of in that boat where we we're kind of suffering silently, <laughs> you know, like we're just kind of like, is this what it is? And I think you're right that like we checked all the boxes that people told us to do when we were kids in order to have a great adult life. And then we get there and it's like, wait a minute, this is not bringing me joy. This isn't making me happy. Like, is this what it's all about? And I love that you're saying, no, wait a minute, we can build our own fairy tale. Like we can build our life, right? Like we can do something different than that. And I love that you're bringing different opportunities, like talking about stories of like something that's different, because I think that when we have those different ideas come forward, we see that that's a possibility. I mean, I know you and I have been both been on this podcasting journey and you're like, oh my gosh, you can turn that into a career. Are you kidding? Like, I didn't know that that was possible. Wait, you make, you make millions of dollars. Are you like, you know, or you make whatever, like, that's amazing. And you have time for your kids. So I just think that that's awesome. What do you define a fairy tale as? Like, what are you thinking about in terms of the fairy tale? What does that look like in your life? So this is an excellent question. I figured you would ask me this, but I still don't know the exact the exact answer for what that fairy tale is. I mean, to me, it's one healthy and happy, right? As a as for me and for my family, that sort of that baseline. And then another huge component of it is that time time flexibility. Like I have time to you know, be present with my kids, be present with my husband to do things for me, like exercise or something just for fun. And, and this is the last piece of it, but still an important piece is I still have the opportunity to, to work and be fulfilled and make money. So I'm financially independent. Um, it's all of those pieces. And I know there's a lot of pieces, but I think just having all of them together. And I know it seems overwhelming when I just list them out like that, but I am confident that if I'm intentional and breaking it down and focusing and making adjustments in each of those areas that over time, I'm going to get to the fairy tale, if not at least, you know, a hundred steps further than I am now. <laughs> yeah. Well, what I think, so I think that that's really neat because growing up, basically, like we would watch the fairy tales, right? Like the Sleeping Beauty or the, um, I'm trying to think, uh, Snow White or Cinderella, right? And it's interesting now watching them with my girls because I'm like, wait a minute, I don't want you to think that men are supposed to rescue you. <laughs> you know, like that they're going to come and kiss you and then you're going to go off and live in a castle and be 
their spouse. And that's what makes you awesome and amazing and worthy. And so, and I think that we as women have been trying to rewrite that story for so many years, you know, just as, as like the women's movement and trying to like say, hey, we can we are worthy in the workplace as well. You know, we can come in, we can do just as good of a job. And that that is important for our society to grow in that way. And you and I were talking about it, though, because you get to that point where you're like, but wait a minute, I can't do that and take and be the full time caregiver and be the full time homemaker and do it all. And it wasn't really presented to us that way when we were kids, like we were told we could have all of it, (laughs) you know, and do you feel like you got to that point and then it was like, wait a minute, I'm really struggling here. Cause I think most moms get to that point where we're just like, this is too much. Like, yeah. Yeah. One, I just want to echo that. Yes. Those older fairy tales. Definitely. I watch now with a new lens of like, Oh, that's not the fairy tale. <laughs> we'll still watch them and my kids still enjoy them. But as an adult, you're like, Oh yeah, that's not the message we need to be sending. But I do like how the newer, the newer movies, the newer fairy tales are taking a, a different approach, a better approach. It's not always about seldom about a man saving the the girl now, but yeah, like most the of them are the heroes, right? The women are the yes. heroes, which I love. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go in the right direction. <laughs> Where went on? What'd you ask me? Oh, that is hard to be the homemaker, oh. the childcare, you know, the full-time like childcare and to be in the workplace. I mean, I know people talk about outsourcing and stuff, but I heard you say like, we have been given an amazing opportunity with our lives. We own the pen and we are the main characters of our story. And so the yes. fact that we can like create what we want our, our lives to be. Yes. Yes. I 100% love, believe, <laughs> subscribe to this theory of we own the pen. We are the main character of this story, no one else is going to write it for us. Right. But if we just continue on this, like, okay, this is how it is. Then your story is going to be, that's your story. To me, that's a little bit boring and I don't want that to be my story. (laughs) So yes, I decided to own the pen. What really came to a head for me, I think during COVID with a lot of people, I feel like can probably relate to that, but some people work, you know, got a lot less busy because there was less to do. They weren't able to do everything. But for me, was able to do everything from home. And at the time I was working in employee health. So trying to make sure, and I was in communications that our employees were healthy and then able to show up both physically and mentally and get their jobs done. And that uh, area, if you can imagine, became that much more important for companies, uh, rightfully so. So it was that it became even more stressful at work. There was more to do. Everything was urgent And thank God for my husband. And then ultimately we hired a college student to come help because at the time we were homeschooling or virtual schooling, my twin, they were first graders for like that year where the bulk of it was virtual. And I just, I didn't have mental or physical capacity to do anything outside of like the extra work I was already getting all day and on those back-to-back Zoom calls. So I will joke sometimes like my biggest win for what 2020 or 2021 was like surviving my marriage surviving my family surviving because it was just it was a lot it was a um, lot yeah and so you know I, we got through that and then i switched roles and it got better but at the same time i felt like something inside of me was like wait a second you've you've been really in some dark t- dark times there you've survived but do you want to go there again do you want to keep going down this route there's more out there 
So that is when I started doing some more soul searching and decided to take the leap. And in June of 2022, I left my my corporate career of 13 plus years. And I took a few months off to hang out with my kids for the summer. Although it did start out where everybody got COVID in this house. It was like not the, not the welcome party that I had expected. Um, just <laughs> finally being out of work. So we had the summer together and then, yeah, this September, once the girls finally went back to school in person, um, I finally had a couple hours to myself during the day to like really dive into the podcast. And now I'm exploring what else can I do with the podcast or alongside the podcast to, you know, make that entrepreneurial journey come to life. So that's awesome and amazing. And I think for me, in terms of raising vibrant kids, one of the things that I keep tuning, like kind of realizing that in order for us to really raise vibrant children, that the the adults, the parents also need to be happy and healthy in the house, right? Because our stress are like where you were saying, I was trying to save my marriage, you know, or I'm just trying to like, you're trying to have really great relationships. Like I've heard you talk about your relationships with your girls and those things are priorities and important, right? And so in order to do that, like we also need to be like, we can't pour from an empty cup, right? Yes. So do you want to speak to that? You could go ahead and- Yes, I was going to add because I love how in your intro you say like, it's not just about kids, it's about us. We can't raise them ourselves if we're not vibrant. And I was definitely not vibrant (laughs) during my like most stressful corporate days. So again, it was a great company. It was great people. It's just, there was too much. There was too much on the plate. And I thought, you know, if I don't take this bet on myself, one, I'm not happy. To what example am I setting for my kids? What I want my kids, like if I'm watching them fast forward how many years and they're being like, yeah, mom, I'm miserable. Work sucks, but you know, I'm just going to do it. I'd be like, what? Are you crazy? If work sucks, then let's change it. Let's find something else for you to do. Yeah. Um, so yes, I love how it's it's about the kids, but you can't serve them until you serve yourself. So I think building that fairy tale is priority number one. So you're doing it for yourself and you're full of energy and life and vibrancy to give to your kids. And then you're passing on that, that yeah. energy and that trait to them. So I love that. So I was just listening to you say that. And I was realizing, cause as you're doing that, I'm sure, are you having to shift a lot of your own beliefs? Like, I know you love to do like read self-help books. I don't know if you've like do- <laughs> dove into like your own self-beliefs, but like, you know, things are keep coming forward for me as I'm trying to build this where it's like, okay, I have to change that. But I truly believe that like we pass down a lot of our beliefs to our children, right? Like that's where our own beliefs come from. And I know for me, like my mom stayed home when I was a kid and she really gave up her dream. And so for me, I've been having to fight that. I have to sacrifice and give up my dream for my children in order for them to be happy and vibrant and whole. But I know that that's not the case. And I can see how that affected her later and that she wasn't able to fulfill that all the way. And so I don't know, are you hitting up against that? Because I think that's an important component as women kind of think, can I do this third option? Yeah. I mean, I still love my self-help book, self-help podcast. I'm all about it. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, I, I would say I haven't like stumbled upon them yet. Every time I read them or or learn about them, I'm like, yeah, makes sense. Nodding, like nodding along. If whenever I run into like, this is selfish or what I'm, who am I to do this? I think, I think about my girls watching Mm. and I need to be that role model for them just as much as I want to be it for other women who maybe (laughs) 
maybe in the same boat of like, no, no, we don't have to accept the status quo. We can, we can do better. We can do more. Come on, let's figure it out together. So I don't know if it's, it's more of a mantra that I will go back to and sort of pep talk myself because yeah, I have those moments of fear and imposter syndrome and all that just as everyone else. But I've somehow always been one to be like, yeah, I'm scared, but I'm still going to do it. (laughs) But isn't that the role of the hero in a fairy tale, right? Like to be like, I'm scared, but I'm still going to do this. Like I'm still going forward with this. And like, they all go through kind of the dark night of the soul in so many ways of just like, like, I mean, you think about Elsa and her, like, you know, she hits a rock bottom and I think Moana hits a rock bottom. I'm trying to think of like the recent ones, but yeah. And then they kind of have to rise up above that. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know that, like, as we say, like, there's a third option. It's not necessarily going to be without the the emotions and the roller coaster rides, which I love that you say that, the, but it's a full life, right? It's a full life lived is what you- It you, is. Yeah. It is. And I think those ups and downs are what makes the story interesting, exciting for other people, including you <laughs> as you're living it. To, to live and to watch because otherwise it's pretty boring, right? Right, <laughs> right. it is. <laughs> so for all the listeners, so you've got like 39 episodes. What are some of the best takeaways so far or tips that you can give listeners who want to build their own fairy tale? Like what have you stumbled across so far? Yes. So I've heard multiple times from multiple guests about small steps, just start. Like whether or not you can see the end goal, it's nice to have something to aim towards, but you don't have to be crystal clear on what that, you know, end goal is for you, but just start taking steps, anything, start today, baby steps, even if it's a Google search, like, oh, what is a career in, I don't know, cat grooming look like? <laughs> so maybe that you like cats. I don't, I mean, I love cats, but cat grooming is not on the list for me, but even that simple Google search, Hey, that's a step in the right direction because now I know a little bit more about the possibilities there and I can make an educated decision decision. Is that what I want to do? Yes. No. Okay. Move on to the next step. So this concept of small steps really add up, you know, we're all thinking of like, what's that one thing that's going to propel me to overnight success or whatever the, you know, your goal is. But really, if we just sat down and we're like, okay, I need to take about 50 steps. Let me take the first one today. We would get there so much quicker than sitting around dreaming of like, what's the one thing I can do that's going to, you know, skyrocket. Right. It's again. So everyone's hoping to win the lotto ticket versus like stepping in and just doing mm-hmm. it and getting curious. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So that's one is the baby steps. Just get started. Another one that I've loved is to reframe rejection. Right. So it's not a no, it's not a, all right, this path is closed. It's like, okay, well, they haven't answered yet. I said no this time, but they might say yes next time. Or now I've, what can I have learned from this interaction that I can take with me on the next one? But it's reframing that rejection. It's not door slamming in your face. It's like, right, go try another door. Yeah. So that was one super helpful. And you and I were chatting before about like going back for that second no is something now you can be proud of, right? So yeah. um, I love and then that. A third, yeah. And then a third one I think has come up time and time again is just to really sort of whether it's meditation or journaling to try to spend that quiet time with yourself and be still and try to figure out what is, what is the dream? What is inside of you? Because you have the answers. We're just so used to the the crazy and the chaos that goes around us that we can't hear it. We can't see it. 
And we don't take time to, to listen and sit with it or think about what intentions do I want to have for, for the day or for this conversation or whatever the case may be. So I like this. It's also come up this quietness, this slowing down, journaling, meditation, whatever you want to put in that bucket of like being still. That one, I love that one because um, I feel like the checklist that we were talking about earlier where it's like, I checked all the boxes, you know, and I love the analogy of like, I put, you know, that you're basically climbing this ladder in life or whatever. And then you realize that you're on the wrong wall, kind of, and you're like, I climbed the wrong wall. And I think that the boxes that we're told to check as children is often that wrong wall. And when we're checking in with ourselves and we're finding out what brings us joy, what lights us up, what, you know, what our fairy tale is, that that it's more of this internal drive that really we're seeking and that we're kind of like questioning. And so I feel like that the advice of just like sitting with yourself and really seeing like what lights me up because it may not be the same thing as my neighbor over there or my other friend over there, but like what really is lighting me up and bringing fire to my heart, you know? And I was going to add to that in this third bucket of like in between the stay at home and nine to five, that's what I'm saying. I've been discovering things that I'm like, that's a job. You can make that into a career because whatever lights you up, I may hate. And so I may be more than willing to pay somebody to go do it for me or help me do it or whatever. So yeah, once you figure that out, there's, there's always, there's always a market, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's one of the things. So I've listened to several of your episodes. And one of the things that I love about the stories in the second season is that when you listen to the stories about other people's lives, you're like, that's possible, you know, and it just creates like, it opens you up to something that's different than what you thought you could do or that was, you know, even an opportunity or or there in life kind of thing. So you, you brought in your perspective of what you can achieve or can't achieve, you know? And so I think that the stories that you're bringing are amazing and awesome. And yeah, (laughs) I hope that they open, open all of us up to like the possibilities. So thank you. Yes, I agree. That is definitely the purpose of, okay, you may either find the the thing you love because you heard somebody talk about it and that's the thing for you. Great. Or you may take a lesson away from their journey that they're sharing, or that lesson then may spark something else. You're like, wait, but I love this. And now I'm going to take what I just learned from this guest and put it over here. And voila, I've got, you know, the next great thing for me. Yeah. I think that that's awesome. And I, you know, I hope that I don't know, parents take away that their life is also important in terms of what they're building. And that uh, you're a parent of twin girls, right? Seven year olds. Yeah. So I they're like to ask, I know yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, this episode isn't really about, we're not talking about parenting necessarily. We're talking more about the parent themselves, but um, I like to kind of like leave the last question of like, could you, any, I don't know, uplifting words or advice that you could give to parents to kind of help them on their journey today? Oh, yes. Well, I am nowhere near the poster poster parent, <laughs> but, but something that I do try to share with my girls, especially as they're navigating, you know, the, the big bad world of third grade now, um, is just trying to instill that, that self-love, that self-confidence. Like, you know, everyone loves it someone compliments you, you're like, Oh, great dress. I love it. Or your hair looks great today. Like that feels good. Right. And so sometimes they'll come home and tell me, Oh, Mrs. So-and-so said she liked my hair for picture day. 
But then, you know, and that's nice. And you say, thank you. But I always say, but what really matters is how did you feel when you did your hair that way? Or how did you feel when you were wearing that? Like, I try to always bring it back to that's, that's great. I think we thank them and we appreciate it. But what's more important is how you feel on the inside than what anyone else outside has to say or do to you. So I don't know if that's the right. Uh, no, that was from, a uh, that's amazing. So I mean, number one, I just think that parents should know that no parent is perfect, right? Like, I mean, I think that we don't give ourselves enough credit half the time. And then I mean, to ha- to instill self love in your kids, I think is like the number one thing that you can do and internal validation, right, that you should internally validate yourself versus constantly looking for external validation. Yeah. I mean, all the things that you listed in terms of just like the th- the beliefs that you're bringing Kristen to your children and, you know, <laughs> like just the, the not failing, like, you know, that reframing failure and just everything that you're encouraging us to do. I think that you're, I mean, this is totally my opinion. I'm not in your house, but I think your girls are going to be off to a really good start <laughs> like in life. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I hope so. I hope I'm not ruining them. Um <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I mean, we all have things we have to heal, right? Like, but I think that yeah. I think that we're shifting that and and providing different beliefs and creating a new amazing world for our, our girls. So as we talk about this and like have these podcasts and say like, there's another option out there, you know, like you can be financially independent and have it. You can have that dream and like yeah. you can build it. You so, can build it. Yeah, it may not exist, but you can build it. Yeah. <laughs> Could you tell our audience where they can find you and like how they can follow you and get involved in your story? I love it. Yes. Thank you. The podcast is Build Your Own Fairy Tale. So you can listen wherever you listen to Raising Vibrant Kids or of your other favorite podcasts. Um, but also I'm most active on Instagram and Facebook. And you can find me at Kristen.Latini. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today, Kristen. Thank you so much for having me, Rachel. I really, really had a good time. Here are some amazing takeaways from this conversation. Number one, yeah, I'm scared, but I'm still going to do it. Number two, those ups and downs are what makes the story interesting and exciting for me and for other people. Number three, small steps. Just start. You don't have to be crystal clear yet. Number four, reframe rejection. Number five, spend quiet time by yourself and be still so that you can hear your inner voice. Number six, what is more important is how you feel on the inside than what anyone else on the outside has to say or do to you. And then number seven, remember, your children are watching. So we need to be role models for them just as much as we need to be role models for each other. I hope that you got a lot out of this conversation today. If you are loving Raising Vibrant Kids, uh, I would love for you to support the show by subscribing or writing a review or sharing it with a friend. I really appreciate all of your support. You can find us on Instagram at Raising Vibrant Kids. Feel free to email us raisingvibrantkids at gmail.com, especially if you have any quick tips that you want to share. And I hope that you have a fantastic week. This show comes out every Friday. Remember, you are a gift to the world. Let your light shine bright today. 